Hello there, you're welcome to Truth, the timeless word with practical insights. Your host is Reverend Bumi Omiya. This morning, this morning, it is well within Jesus' name. This morning, I'm going to be ministering on something that I titled, When God Calls. As well. Raphael, just lay your hands upon her and just bless her. Thank you, Jesus. Receive grace and healing right now. In Jesus' name. The Lord perfect all that concerns you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Please turn your Bible with me to Acts. No, Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Last week we presented, we presented the vision of the church. Every department leader spoke how the department fits into this and encourage us to be participants. Throughout this month, I'm going to be emphasizing that. And one of the things that I want to encourage and call us to do is to, from next week, we have the membership form. is for you to fill in the membership form and acknowledge partnership um, with, the, with the ministry. And I will go throughout the month explaining and emphasizing why that is important and why you should do so. Um, by all means, if you don't want to be a member, or just want to be a participant, well, we will not chase anyone. Amen? But the, what you have to understand is that the ones that God commits to us are the ones that we are going to serve and are the ones that we are going to be accountable for. Not just before man, but before God. So, but I want to highlight some things um, this morning about the importance and the significance of being, of being called and of being um, part of the body. You see, the truth about it is that one of the most, one of the most important things to God now on earth is His church. And without His church, God on earth cannot and will not function. He functions; He does everything through His church, and that's why there's so much attack on the church. I've heard so many people say that I don't have a problem with Christ. It's just a church that I have a problem with. Sorry. You can't not, you can't have a, if you have a problem with the body, it means you have a problem with the head as well. Isn't it? Can you love the head and not love the body? Just an experiment. Cut the little, your tiniest toe. Just chop it off. 
and see how important every part of the body is. Amen? So what I'm saying is that it does not make sense to say that, yes, I love the head, but I can't stand the body. The body is part of the head, and the head is part of the body. Praise the Lord. If you like to turn, as I said, turn the Bible to Matthew chapter 4. And this morning, what I'm just going to be sharing, I'm going to be sharing that God calls each and every one of us individually but collectively. We can't function without the body. We can't function without being trained. And we can't function without being equipped. You cannot learn, you cannot, you cannot grow as a Christian as an island. You cannot function as an oasis in the desert as a Christian. And what I want to emphasize that is the importance of genuine and organic relationship with one another. Because we learn from one another, we share from one another. And it's amazing how much you learn from other people. So if you turn um, to verse 18, verse 18, I'm going to read from verse 18 to 22. If your Bible has subheadings, mine says, four fishermen called as disciples. Yours probably say that as well. He said, and Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me. Everybody says, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. They immediately, everyone say immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zedebe, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zedebe, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat, their father, and followed him. Now, last week, I was sharing about the vision of the church, and I just want to kind of... Um, run through, give you an highlight of it so that you remember. I said that we're a church that is multinational, multiracial, a church raising a generation of people that are counterculture, showing and demonstrating to the world what it is to live under the authority of Jesus Christ. We gather together for extravagant worship and praise and teaching of the word. And we gather in small groups for deeper fellowship a relationship with one another and with the Lord our God. And we have the TFH Music Presents, Finance, Hospitality, Austrian Team, and um, which are, sorry? Community, social, social, social engagement, 
And um, then we have, um, sorry, tech and media, okay. And which other one? That's it, okay. Finance and admin, yeah, we have finance and admin. I mean, we, we still need, um, um, what's it called, mission and evangelism. We need um, intercessors, you know, we need intercessors to pull all of this together. These, these are very important. Anyway, that's a snapshot of um, last week's. Um, but how does this all fit together? Now, one of the things you would notice in this scripture is that Jesus called who? Fishermen. And one of the things, you know, I said last week, I said, God never called. You check throughout the scripture from Genesis to Revelation. God never called idle people. Everyone God called at something they're doing. Everyone. He said they were fishermen. They had things they were doing. They were not idle. Number two, they were not, there was nothing even special about them. They were not prepared for the tax ahead of them. They didn't have the tools to be, I mean, you won't see illiterate fishermen and call them world changers. Ordinarily, in fact, when you look at the character of some of them, you will not have them in your team. But Jesus, in spite of their faults, in spite of their weaknesses, in spite of their limitations, Jesus did what? He called them. Talk to someone and say, he's calling you. But you notice that Jesus did not just give them an invitation for them to acknowledge and continue to just do anything. He said, come be with me, and immediately he gave them a purpose. You are fishermen today. Tomorrow, I'm going to turn you to fishers of men. Hallelujah. That's the reason I presented the vision. That in joining, in participating in any of these departments, what you're doing is fishing for men or fishing for people. In other words, bringing about change in a city. And that's why all of those things that I told you, you know, we put it together into two words, city changes. Hallelujah. You see, one of the things that I've said um, a few times to the leaders is that Church growth is, is not just about numbers. Evangelism is not just about numbers. Over 45,000 people live in Thamesmith. How many of those 45,000 do you think are Christians? But you see, what is interesting is that of those um, um, 45,000, 75% of them actually acknowledge that they're Christians in the national survey. But how many of those that acknowledge that they're Christians, do you think they're Christians? I don't know for facts, but I doubt if 50% of them are. 50% of the 75%. And what am I trying to say? I'm saying that if we're effective in what God has called us to do, there will be no empty chairs here. 
if we are effective in what God has called us to do. But you find out that, and this is why there's so much there's going to be, we're going to be investing in your development this year. There'll be a lot of things that will be, and, and I want you to take full advantage of them. We're investing in, 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 uh, in TFH music so that um, the members of the choir, you know, they're equipped, they're, they're, they're equipped and they're developed. On Monday already, we started that on Monday, and from 24th of, is it 24th? 24th of February, you know, uh, those of you who want to learn to play um, keyboard, you know, you have a first-class professional, you know, um, coming over to teach us. I mean, I would, um, she, I mean, she had been with, I mean, top, 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 top bands. I mean, she, she knows what she's doing. I mean, she, she's a musician by trade, but she's professional as well in the sense that I think she has double masters in music or something like that, you know. So, it's, I mean, she knows what she's doing. And um, we're getting in at the bargain price for adults, £7.50, you know, per session which you pay normally about uh, 20 pounds an hour, you know. Um, so um, take full advantage of it. Um, see Sister Natasha, you know, uh, after service, and make sure you get your name. Because we only have 10 spaces, or? Okay. So um, see and make sure that you reserve your space. Anyway, Jesus called ordinary people who were not, you know, so you can see yourself, you can look at yourself now where you are and say, I'm not equipped, I can't do this, I can't do that. But once you offer yourself, once you make yourself available, God will make you useful. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's not where you are now, it's where you allow him to take you to. Tell someone it's not where you are now. It's where you allow him to take you to. And trust me, it can use anyone. It can use anyone. Praise the Lord. I remember some of my friends, um, some of my friends that I go to school, that I went to school with in secondary school, you know, they see me and say, you're a pastor. I can't believe you're a pastor because you used to be so quiet. I said, I can't believe myself, you know. And what I'm saying is that, you know, um, I, I, when I tell people, I said I used to be very shy, and uh, my wife is still not convinced that I could ever be shy. But hey, but you know, but it just tells you how God can change and transform anybody. Amen. But what is interesting here is that when Jesus called them, I was thinking about this, and I said, "Wow, my God is awesome." You know, the disciples they stayed with Jesus for three years. They were learning under him for three years. And I said, surprise, surprise, that university degree takes three years. Maybe it takes three years to act kind of a skill, you know. You know, they, they picked it up from scripture, isn't it? Three years. And what it is is that even after the three years, it wasn't that they were confident that they could do what they've been trained to do. You know, like, Every one of you, you know, I don't know anyone that graduates the first day you graduate here and you think, yes, I'm ready now, you know. Um, 
particularly for those that study medicine, I think you don't actually get called doctor until after your six months after graduation. You must have done that rotation for six months, then that's when you now earn that doctor. That's when they call you doctor. Even though you've done four years or five years in university, you know. But what am I trying to say is that for three years, they were with Jesus, learning how to change the world. But, you see, the reason why God wants us to gather together, the reason why God wants us to meet and to relate, that's why I says, do not forsake the gathering of yourselves together. The reason why he wants us to, is that he knows that what he has called us to do, we are not equipped on our own to do it. So we gather together, you see, we gather together that is on Sunday to learn and on Monday to go and live it out. Praise the Lord. And when we come together in smaller group, we're able to then challenge ourselves and encourage ourselves. You know, um, I, I don't know about you, but when I gave my life to Christ, you know, at, at the age of um, 19, one of the things that really helped me in my spiritual development was the friends, was the people around me. You know, because they challenged me, we challenged one another. In fact, when we see each other, what we're talking about, what has God spoken to you? What we're looking for? So the next time you're looking, at, looking out for your friend, you're thinking of what is the next revelation? What is God showing me in the scripture? What are you going to share with them? What are you going to express with them? And with that, we could grow together. You know, we're reading, we're studying the word, we're praying together so that we grow together. So what I'm saying to you is that Jesus did not just call them and they came to him, they answered him, and they went on their way. No, they didn't. They came together so that they could learn. Praise the Lord. So I'm saying to us is that this morning that God is calling you and I to come together to form a community of saints. Because it is in our coming together that we sharpen one another, that we encourage and lift up one another, we develop one another, and can also affect the world around us. Turn your Bible with me to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Let's, let's see what I'm talking about here. Acts chapter 4, from verse 22. I beg your pardon, Acts chapter 2, chapter 2. Verse 42. And this was after 
They've experienced the visitation of the Holy Spirit. You know, they've gone through their training. Now the Lord was about to set them loose. The Lord had added to the church. The church was growing. But you see, God did not just add to the church for them to dissipate. They came together. They came together. They had an identity. You see, your um, calling you to be members is not just to put a control, not to control your life or anything. It's to have an identity. And think about this. Mothers will help me here. How many of you will give back to a child and just leave that child in the hospital because the, the, the midwife is so great? The service you received was just so wonderful. And you just thought the doctors were so nice, you know, and they would be able to look after your child. How many, how many women would be, would be excited to do that? I was watching one video of a woman. Um, I don't know, maybe some of you have seen it. They're Siamese, uh, Siamese twins in, in Nigeria. And because that's very rare in Nigeria. So, but the doctors decided that, okay, look, we're going to separate these girls. But to separate them, we want to really study them. And so for seven months, those kids were in the hospital. The woman said, I felt ashamed. I felt pain leaving my children in the hospital. You know? So what I'm saying is that even though these children in courts were not perfect, they, um, things were wrong with them, she would have preferred to still take them home and nurture them. Despite the fact that things are not all right with them. That's the heart of a mother. And I'm sure every mother here will do the same. Or we feel the same, isn't it? And the same thing, Jesus will not call you to himself and just leave you to, to fend for yourself, to survive in the jungle of the world. He wants to call you, wants to nurture you and make sure that you develop and, and mature so that you can be what he wants you to be. Amen. So let's look at the, 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 the manner and the character of how the, the, the church developed after the, the visitation. In verse 42, it says, and they did what? Let's read together. And they what? They continued what? They continued what? They continued what? Steadfastly. In other words, they were at working at it, and, they were, and it was continuous. It wasn't just something like, Oh, what did the apostle say yesterday? Oh, okay, say that. All right, it's okay. But they were diligent about learning what the apostles were teaching them. He said, they steadfastly continued in the apostles' doctrine, or some would translation say, teaching. So they didn't just come to service, listen to the sermon, write a beautiful note, recording, and just forget about it. They went back studying it and finding out what exactly is this saying about us. And the reason why they could do that was that because they were in a community and they could learn together. And this is why the life group is important. I want to encourage you. We're going to be recruiting for leaders and hosts of life group. I want to encourage you. Be part of it. 
Be part of it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He said, they continue steadfastly in the doctrine of the apostles and what? And fellowship. And fellowship. I said this often times. Some, sometimes some people go to, to church and they say, oh, and you say, oh, you go to the father's house. Oh, do you know brother so-so? Do you know brother and me, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody. Me, I just go there. I just do my prayer and just go. This is me and God. Come on. He said they continued in the doctrine and what? Fellowship. They continued in fellowship. In other words, they were mindful of their fellows. They were mindful of others. So they were not just thinking about themselves. They thought about other people around them. So what I'm saying to us is that let us, I want to challenge us, let us deliberately and consciously begin to develop intimate relationship with one another. Don't let our relationship be plasticky. You, look, I know developing relationship is hard. Because the truth about it is that in an attempt to develop relationship, you will hurt someone. Someone will hurt you. Amen? It's part of it. Hallelujah. Amen? Somebody say Amen. Praise the Lord. But the fact that I offend you does not mean that's the end of the relationship. It just means that we are growing in our relationship. Amen? Because then now, I know your boundaries. You know my boundaries. Praise the Lord. And with our relationship, I can push that boundary. You can push my boundaries. Praise the Lord. And for it, both of us do what? We grow. But many times, you know, oh, they hurt me in that church. They did this in that church. Then nobody is nice in that church. Try to be nice. Maybe somebody will be nice. You know, many times, a lot of things we would say about church, you know, oh, they're not nice in that church. They're gossip in that church. Watch out for that person. That person is probably the biggest gossip. Because he knows or she knows the story of everybody. Amen? But the only problem is that he doesn't like or she doesn't like when our stories goes around. And when our stories or his stories goes around, then everybody is a gossip. They continue not just in apostles' doctrine, they continue not just in what they're being taught, but they were mindful of one another. Amen? So we will offend one another. We forget one another's birthday. We forget to say good morning to someone. You forget to, you know, go and greet someone that you've not seen for a long time. That would happen. But it doesn't mean the relationship. As far as I'm concerned, um, if you are in a relationship and you've not crossed path, you've not annoyed one another, it means that your relationship has not been tested yet. If you're always nice to each other, it means that you're either lying to each other or you're not in a relationship. It does, it, 
I'm not saying that you must fight. I'm not saying that, you know, you, you must keep malice. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that if someone has not, the only people I have not offended in this church are people that are not close to me. Amen? Can I hear an amen? amen? Praise the Lord. The ones that I have not offended are the ones that only see me on Sunday. But the ones that have relationship with me, guess what? At one point in time, they've even doubted if I was pastor. <laughs> Praise God. But with the grace of God, they prayed for me. And they've forgiven me. Can I have an amen? amen? Hallelujah. It means some of you are just confessing. <laughs> <coughs> Praise the Lord. So, when we're in fellowship, we cross a path. But it doesn't mean the end of it. You know? Crossing a path is, like I said, is only, is an opportunity for us to grow. And that is what I'm challenging us, that we need to grow with one another so that we can grow outward. The Bible says that when those outside saw the fellowship, saw their love, they were drawn to them. Let's keep on reading. Verse 43. Um, no, in 42. It said, in breaking of bread and in prayers. You see? They broke bread together. In other words, they ate together. And they prayed together. They prayed with one another. Hallelujah. As they ate together. Then look at that. As a result of that, as a result of their fellowship, God broke loose. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Proper and genuine fellowships releases the anointing of God. It makes a difference in the church. Now, Look at verse 44. Now all who believed, do we all believe here? Now all who believed were what? They're what? And they had all things in common. Amen. Look at verse 45. And they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. Verse 46. So continually daily, with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. And the Lord added daily to the church for those who have been saved. Because of that atmosphere in me. Now, I want to say something. I've been speaking with the, um, I think, yes, I think the, the hospitality and welcome team, as well as the social and the community engagement should be involved in this. I want us to start something. Because when I saw this, I was actually quite convinced about it, that, you know, that we should look after one another within this church. I'm not saying we don't do that, but I want us to just be deliberate about it. And what do I mean about it? 
The Bible says that they looked after one another. They sold their houses. They sold their cars. They sold their stuff, you know. And uh, now, am I saying go and sell your house, go and sell your... Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? If we need... If, if, if that needs to be done, why not? Why not? But you see, we may not have the faith to do that yet. But this, what I'm saying, what I'm going to say is that I know we have the faith to do that one. We can do that one. We can start from there. And get to the point that, you know, we will say, I'm going to sell my house. Praise the Lord. What I want us to do, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking this aloud. I, 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 I kind of have an idea where it's going to go. But uh, what I want us to do is that everyone that has a need, anonymously, you identify it to either uh, your life group leader or uh, one of the hospitality and welcome team or the social and community engagement um, team. You identify your need to them. And animos, anonymous, anonymously or unanonymously, that need will be communicated to the church. Does it make sense what I'm saying? I need a new pair of shoes. I go and meet bra, um, Ken and said, Bra Ken, I need a new pair of shoes. Bra Ken will come to the church and said, we need a size eight shoe for a man. That's all the church we know about. And whoever that can provide that, supply that, or whatever, you know, I can't pay my bill, you know, come to you, I can't pay my bill, I'm struggling, I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. You know, that will be communicated to the church. And that, so whoever provides that need or whoever contributes to that need will not even know the person that has that need. Does it make sense? So, in other words, we want to make it so transparent. At the same time, don't lose, don't let the, the, the needy uh, lose um, a sense of dignity as a result of their needs. Am I making sense? Are we doing this together? Praise the Lord. We are all working in the spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, this is, you know, I, I, and. Um, because I want us to pray together, so I'm just going to wrap up. So, um, so basically what I'm saying this morning is that Jesus has not called us as often. And next week you will see, I'm going to share about accountability and responsibility. And you will see why it's important to have a root within a local church. Because God has given someone to be accountable for the souls. You know, that's what the Bible says that for those of you who desire to teach, don't be eager to teach because every word that you say will be accounted for. You see, I can't account for what is not responsible for me or to me. I can only account for those, like, I mean, I'm sure as parents, you love all children. You can take care of all children, but your neighbor's kids are not your kids, can't they? You can be gracious to them, 
when you see them, you see them in winter, they have no shoes. You go, ah, why you know I, I can't? Okay, well, let me, let me go and find a way, you know, help them. But you are not a parent. And you can even offer that, and the child says, you are not my daddy. Why are you giving me shoes? <laughs> and it's within the right of the child, isn't it? And can you do, but if, you're, if you give your kid and say, why are you giving me shoes? You are not my, why are you giving me shoes? I don't want to wear shoes. And you know that when it catches cold, it is you that will not sleep. Well, well, and you can afford it, hallelujah. But you know the repercussion of that if they're not wearing that shoe. But for the child of your neighbor, you know that if, he's, if that child is sick or whatever, you will be sleeping in your house. It's not you. But for your child, you know the repercussion of that. It is you that will stay awake. Amen. So you make sure that is done. So what I'm saying to us is that from next week, we have the, we have the form ready. I want to encourage you, you know, fill the form. Be a partner within a church, you know, be committed. And as leaders of this church, we want to guarantee you, number one, we're going to serve you. Number two, we're not going to take advantage of you in any way, in any shape. And number three, we're going to consistently pray for you and watch over you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. As the Lord gives us strength. I mean, we're not saying we're superhero. We're not saying we know everything all, but as the Lord gives us strength and, you know, capacity, you know, we will do that. Wow. Good. You're working. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And finally, what I want to say is that he called us individually but collectively, we form the body of Christ. Amen? He called us, what? Individually, but collectively, we form the body. Praise the Lord. So together, we are the church. But individually, he has called us from different things, you know. And um, actually, one final thing that I missed out, which is... Uh, which is quite important. You know, and I did mention this last week. I said, sometimes God calls us out of something into something. In other words, God calls us out of something into something. If you look at these fishermen, you know, he called them out of being fishermen. He called them out of their business into fishing for men. Now, this does not necessarily mean that, you know, it calls you, uh, you need to leave your work and leave what, no. I mean, uh, but you see, different, if you look at Paul in Corinthians, you know, in Corinthians, it was not full-time. It was making tents with Priscilla and Aquila. And it was making the tent not necessarily so that they can feed, but so that they can reach out to people in Corinth. Because at night or evening, the Bible says he, he, he goes to the synagogue and dialogue with them. But he could do that because they, they, they related with him to, as, fish, as, as, as tent maker. You know? And that's why some of you, some of you, there's some people that you will reach that I can't reach. You know, sometimes when I even open my mouth and people say, oh, you're a pastor. And it's like, you know. But sometimes... You can reach people because you're a teacher, because you're a nurse, because you're a doctor, because you're, you know, on that level, you can reach those that I can't reach. Amen. So every one of us, 
every one of us, irrespective of where you are today, irrespective of what you are today, you are valuable in the hands of the Lord. The only thing you need to do, offer yourself and let God make use of what is inside of you. You may think you have nothing God can use, but I trust, I tell you this morning, that if you offer yourself and let go, God will do what he wants to do through you and in you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's rise up to our feet. Amen. Praise the Lord. I told, uh, I told them quarter to, uh, I'm just kind of, uh, I don't want to go beyond that time because I want us to pray. I want us to pray together. You know, uh, we're supposed to have a service of commendation to conclude our fasting and praying on Friday. But I decided to, to move it um, today. And why I so much believe that this is important is that, you know, um, I, I strongly believe that there's, um, there's so much that God is about to unfold in our lives in this decade. Amen? And I want us to be prepared. I want us to be men and women of faith. I want us to be stirred up in our spirits, you know, that this is the decade that God will make something significant in your life. Amen? On this, and this is the reason why I'm sharing this message. This is the reason why I'm saying that it is important that we learn that we need to sharpen one another. Amen? We need to lift one another. We need to, you know, we need to make sure that we see the will and the purpose of God unfold in our lives. Praise the Lord. If you turn your Bible with me, um, let me just show you where Psalm 65. Uh, uh, it's still five minutes, so I'll do. Yeah, still five. I'm sure it's there. Psalm 65. Actually, before you go to Psalm 65, put your finger in Psalm 65, but go to Isaiah chapter 60. For those of you that were fasting and praying, you know that this is, we concluded the fast and praying with it. But if the Lord ask you to continue if you think that you've not had a breakthrough in certain area I will encourage you to just stay in that attitude of prayer and just you know digging digging amen from verse 6 from verse 1 Isaiah 60 and this is I'm kind of prophesying this on you that you should rise and you shine. Rise above your circumstance. Rise above your situation. Rise above what is happening around you. You know, don't define yourself by what is happening around you. Don't look at Brexit and begin to curse yourself. You know, uh, a lot of people are cursing themselves on Brexit. Oh, because of Brexit, this and this and this, you know. Arise and shine. Amen. 
And why should you rise and shine? He said, because the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The word glory means the weights of God, the cardboard of God, the covering of God is risen upon you. In other words, there's something different that has marked you. And that's why you need to rise and you shine. Amen. And I'm speaking the word of God over your life this morning. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Because the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Look at the next verse. It said, gross darkness. It said, behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Sometimes they say, gross darkness shall cover the earth. Gross darkness shall cover the earth. And deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you. Say, the Lord will arise over me. The Lord has risen over me. The Lord has risen over me. I will rise and I will shine. Because the Lord has risen over me. I will rise and I will shine. I will rise and I will shine. Because the Lord has risen over me. I will rise and I will shine. I will rise and I will shine. Because the Lord has risen over me. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at verse 3. The word Gentile there signifies anyone that is not saved. He said, the Gentiles shall come to your lights and kings to the brightness of your rising. In other words, because of what is happening in your life, amen, kings will be attracted to you. People will be attracted to you in the name of Jesus. They will say, come and see the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. You'll be a symbol, you'll be a sample of the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to tell someone, say, you are the samples of the goodness of the Lord. You are the samples of his mercies. You are the samples of his goodness. You are the samples of his glory. I will rise. I will shine because of the goodness of the Lord. I will rise. I will shine because of the goodness of the Lord. Because the glory of the Lord is risen upon me in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Then look at verse 5. He said, Then you shall see and become radiant. In other words, you will glow. Ha, hallelujah. You know, you don't need that, um, you know, uh, that glow, glow powder. It is highlighter. You don't need that. Amen. You don't need the perfect finish. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God himself. Amen. Not even the flashy one. How do I know? Ah. I have wife, I have daughter. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I say you'll be radiant. You will shine, you will glow. In the name of Jesus. And your heart will swell with joy. I say your heart will swell with joy. You know, joy is not happiness. Joy is a spiritual thing. It's, it, 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 it's an excitement that comes from the spirits. I don't know. 
you know, it, it wells from the inside. You are just excited. You are just, you are just delighted about things that are happening. And people are wondering, in fact, you yourself, you are asking questions. You can't add it up, but you just know that within you, there's just this excitement. Amen? Your heart will swell with joy in the name of Jesus. Your heart will swell with joy in the name of Jesus. And it says, I, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, the word of Gentiles shall come to you. If you remember that one day we were praying, on Wednesday, we were praying about financial prosperity. I said the word of Gentiles will be turned to you in the name of Jesus. You see, you would have breakthrough ideas that cannot be ignored in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. If you have been blessed by this message, please do share and subscribe to ensure that you always get the latest episode. I'd like to hear from you. If you have any comments or prayer requests or counseling need, we are here to help you. If you are calling outside the United Kingdom, it's 4477-6911-9449. Alternatively, email revbumi at gmail.com. And that is R-E-V-B-U-N-M-I at gmail.com. Or connect via social media, Facebook, revb.omidron.com or Twitter at PSTBUO hashtag podcast. That is at PSTBUO hashtag podcast. I look forward to hearing from you, sharing with you, same time. God bless you.